Welcome, everyone. Another episode of Our Roots and Tea. And today we actually have a special episode.、Uh, we may or may not dive into spirituality. Maybe we do. We'll, we'll see. But today I have another special guest, the multi-talented Shayna Paulson. Hello. Thank you for ha- thank you for coming on board. Of course, thanks for having me. Yep.、Um, so before we even dive into Shayna's story,、uh, it is we are continuing our tradition here of trying a new tea every episode, and today I am drinking the Jade Citrus Mint Tea from Starbucks.、Um, yeah. So they they have a pretty good collection of tea, and I. Don't know. I don't think Shayna's drinking anything right now. She's just—I think she's just chilling. But you know, it's cool. I'll have some tea later. I'll make some matcha. Oh,、uh, that yeah, that sounds good too. Okay.、Um, yeah. So you know, Shayna, she she's、uh, she's predominantly a visual effects makeup artist、um, here living in LA, and she does makeup for you know a lot of big films, TV shows, commercials, all all that kind of stuff, and. So we're just gonna dive into that,、uh, you know, in her line of work, and you know, kind of her her philosophy, her process. We may or may not dive dip into a little bit of spirituality if if you know if it's the right moment, if she's if she believes in that stuff. But we'll we'll see how that goes.、Um, but anyways, to start off, Shayna.、Um, so first off, when when and how did you get started with this whole makeup? Artist line of work and why?、Um, so pretty much, I got started about four years ago in 2016. Well, I guess almost five years ago now. But、um, so it's funny because in school I didn't go to school for makeup or anything. I went to school for environmental science back in Maryland, where I'm from. And back there on the East Coast, they kind of like they really don't tell you like all the options that are out there. They're just like you can be a dentist, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer. Like just very like traditional. Jobs of like more like nine to five stuff or like cubicle work and like they don't really tell you that there's other stuff out there like oh you can like be a producer you can be like a lighting technician you can do makeup special effect like they just don't tell you all the creative things out there so out of that I chose like environmental science because I was、oh. like oh planet's dying I guess save it <laughs> and so, that and then I was doing that for a while and I was planning on getting my、um, MBA for business and stuff and just like on that track of like what A lot of people do on the East Coast, but I was never like really passionate about it. I was like, yeah, it's like it's okay, but like it's not something I would like wake up every morning and be like super excited to do or like constantly think about. But、um, I always loved like Halloween as a kid and like、mm-hmm. like horror movies and like creatures and just like that whole fantasy of like really transform the whole world for like the audience and the viewer. And I always like loved drawing and painting as a kid, but as an adult, I didn't really like like drawing on canvas and pen and paper. Like it just wasn't fun anymore. But I still wanted a creative outlet. And then one day I saw that show.、Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like on Sci-Fi. It's called Face Off. Face Off. No, no, I have not. It's pretty much like a competition show for special effects makeup artists. Oh, okay. And then so it was just like a bunch of people like showcasing their talent. And I saw that and I was like, whoa, this is so cool! Like they're literally making all these like really fun creatures. And I was like, wait, there's like a whole industry in Hollywood that does this like for a living. And so that's like when it kind of clicked for me, and I was like, "Oh, like this seems really fun." And then I started teaching myself,、um, like pretty much every day after work, and then started just like practicing on myself. So I started with, like body painting and special effects, just like little things, and I started doing it on my friends for like Halloween and stuff. And then I like realized the difference because I was like, 
you know when you're at a job like you don't like you like always count down till 5 p.m you're like oh okay like half an hour left one hour left like but doing makeup like I literally like hours ago by and I like wouldn't even notice because I was having so much Mm. fun and then I like clicked and I was like oh wait like I should probably do this every day for the rest of my life because I like love it Mm -hmm. and so when that clicked I was like okay like this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna teach myself as fast as I can because I like discovered it like to me it felt like later in life and I booked a one-way ticket to LA and quit my job and I was like all right I'm gonna do it <laughs> and I like, didn't I only knew like one person in LA and I was like I'm just gonna do this and so yeah that's pretty much how it started and I've been very thankful to be able to do this full-time for the past like two or so years two and a half years oh wow that's a that's very that's a very interesting backstory and for you when you're a little kid you said you're into Halloween and all that that means you do you actually like create your own costumes and your own look as well as a kid as a kid like I think I always wanted to like I'd ask my parents and stuff like I want to do this character and that one but like I never like was really into makeup or anything as a kid either which is funny because I feel like most makeup artists and special effects have always done it their whole life but like I liked the idea of everything but I never like tried it because I never thought it was like a thing I don't know it didn't like click until that day I guess Mm, okay so it's all it's just really more like when in a kid you like any other kid you know you'll watch movies or shows and it's just kind of like a lot of like I guess fantasy ideas in a way and then just you just kind of like oh okay maybe I can do it or maybe not you know loved going to the Halloween store and like dressing up and like I loved that whole time of year and like I was obsessed with so like it just never clicked well that's actually like a job to like create all these characters and stuff like each day so then when that happened I was like oh wait this is perfect for me and then I like fell in love with it and was able to meet a lot of people in LA and start working and freelancing and then it took about maybe like a year and a half or two years to be able to like quit all my other side jobs and like full-time be in the industry so I was very thankful when that it happened right right oh that's great that's great and uh I mean you know this may or may not be personal but but mm-hmm. well you know I was gonna dig a, a little bit into kind of the childhood right because because mm-hmm. you know how it's always I, I guess in uh, a society norm, it's always kind of weird for a female girl to be all into these like monster stuff or or doing all these like you know weird creature art stuff, right? And so mm-hmm. for you, for you as a kid, did you felt like you you know in school, whether it was in elementary school or high school, or whatever, you felt it was kind of you 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 were out of place and and you just didn't really bond with anyone else because of that, or I think. Maybe in like when I was younger, younger years, maybe like elementary school time. Cause I think in like high school, I was fine. I was able to like bond and connect with a lot of people and like same thing in like later middle school, but probably like maybe elementary school to like early middle school definitely felt like different. Cause like I oh. loved like your side of things. Cause like I loved like really creepy things like Edgar Allan Poe poems and like yeah. the like the darkness of things like was really like cool to me. Just like really spooky things like the Adams family and just like all those types of things so I feel like it was definitely sticking out because I was born in Tallahassee Florida which is like really country and just like no diversity <laughs> that thing is it's closer to like Georgia and like Alabama and all that so like everyone there like all the girls were like I want to be a cheerleader like we have these cheerleader tryouts and like all these things and like they're always it was very like cookie cutter and so I was like very different because I was like oh I'm not really interested in any of that <laughs> oh wow okay because you're like into like <laughs> that's interesting into like dark arts and stuff like that like all the like like all the so is it almost like gothic like kind of like that towards that yeah 
yeah it was like kind of like more got it's funny because like I love like you can see all, like painting right there like all this like dark styles like the crows and the skulls I just thought it was like oh, okay but like I never like dressed goth I guess or like dressed to portray or, like my outward appearance wouldn't portray like my inward like um interest and stuff okay but I guess it was like a little different I was never like dressed really different that people would like make fun of me or anything so I like looked pretty normal but like all my like uh movie taste and interest and like all that were always like really like different I guess mm. okay so you're probably one of the few girls who who like to watch like horror movies or like supernatural stuff or whatever yeah and it was funny because like I think this is my parents because like my mom actually is like a pretty big horror fan she read like all the Anne Rice books and like vampire stuff oh. and like mm-hmm. but um but it's funny because my kids well my parents they're Indian and so like you know they're not that conservative but like for them what they let me watch as a kid they're like oh nothing sexual like no kissing no romance or whatever but all the blood and gore they're like yeah that's fine like I don't know why they thought that was normal so like which is weird because like normal for like two people who are in love to like kiss and stuff but like it's not normal to like behead someone (laughs) so like they would let me they like didn't really care about like violence and gore movies as much they're like whatever but then they would just like any like language or foul language or anything like racy they wouldn't like let me see so I guess like that also had like impression of like being able to watch like horror movies and like stuff but not like like, other things but is that is that kind of like an Indian Indian culture thing that they just that's 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 kind of strange I know it's kind of weird I don't know like I know Indian culture like they are more strict about like um what kids watch and like you know anything like sexual or racy or like anything like if people are dressed scantily like clad or whatever is like taboo but like I don't know about the violence thing I thought that most parents would want to like shield people like that are monsters but like I guess maybe because my mom like watched or like read a bunch of like horror books and stuff that she didn't really think it was like bad so (laughs) that's what I was able to watch oh okay that's interesting and what and are your parents are they for like India or they're here Oh no, they live here. So they've, um, they came to America like super young. They came when they're like 21 or something. So they've lived in America like longer than India, but you know, they still grew up in like, um, India and had like those different traditions. So. Okay. Okay. Cause I was about to say was, you know, in India, the whole Bollywood scene, a lot of their movies are, a lot of it is like about love and stuff, right? Like musicals. Right. So I thought like, you know, it's funny though. Cause Bollywood is similar for like K-dramas too, I think, but like, you never actually see them kiss so like mm. all about love and like this like romantic gestures and they'll get like really close or they like hold hands but they'll like never actually kiss and so like I think they're fine with like the romance aspect of it but like Americans you know it's a lot like you know more intense so they probably didn't want to show that oh really they never mm-hmm. show even kissing it's just holding hands really I didn't know that well I don't know how it is now I don't really watch Bollywood but I know at least like most of Bollywood they've especially maybe it changed recently but they never really show like a lot of kissing like similar for like all the k-dramas I watch like the characters like literally won't kiss until like the last episode maybe and that's it because they like build up like a romance and like personal lives instead of like you know Americans just like quicker right right well I mean I guess in a way quicker but maybe also more realistic because like I don't know (laughs) yeah for real (laughs) <laughs> yeah because i don't know if in real life you'll be waiting for that long until like the final moment like oh i only i dated for this girl for like a year and then now i can finally kiss her you know it's like I, pretty much it's not as realistic but i think that's how a lot of them are portrayed in different countries sometimes 
Right, right, right. Okay, that's that's interesting. And um, and and were you usually the only one like in school that watches these kind of like, you know, weird gory movies, or you actually have like a group of friends that watch it with you? Um, probably in elementary school, probably not. Like, I probably I also watched like, you know, pop stuff and normal stuff and like okay. going up to, but like, I guess in middle school probably when I moved to Maryland or I moved to Maryland elementary school, but like in middle school in Maryland, like there's a lot of people with like a lot of different interests. So I had a group of friends who like, um, also like love to watch different things. And so it was fine. Okay. And would you say that a, a lot of kind of what you do now, like the different kind of makeup that you do would kind of inspired a lot of, were inspired by a lot of kind of what went, went on in your childhood, you know, the movies you've watched and all that stuff. Um, yeah, to a degree, because I think, like, we know, we all know the classics of, like, Freddy Krueger and Jason, like, all the, in other words, hands and just, like, all these, like, classic, iconic characters, and, like, even Miss Doubtfire, like, the old age makeup, that was crazy, and, like, yeah, I think those always will inspire every, like, makeup artist and special effects artist, um, so, yeah, I feel like we're always, like, looking at different things in the past and, you know, trying to make our own version of that, pretty much. Okay, um, that's really cool, actually. I I I really like um, your backstory, and actually, because I was gonna pi- I'm gonna pivot to another direction. Is that so? Now you know you you're working you know as a full time makeup artist. You're pretty established in that field, and I guess for people who are listening, or maybe even for some people who are thinking about taking that field, um, what like what are some of the things that you've learned so far doing this for so long, and also you know, kind of like, what are your, some of your, I guess, secrets or tips or, or whatever, however you want to say it. I guess, like, tips for just, like, the industry or, like, how to work in the industry or, like, what both. You, both. Um, let's see. I guess the most important thing is, like, when you're first starting out is, like, you know, if you're freelancing, it's not like you get your own skip. You're just getting work. It's not like you're just, like, going to sit there and be like, okay, work will come to me. Like, you literally have to, like, just go out and get it. Like, keep applying to a bunch of things like I think in the beginning what I started doing is like the Facebook production groups and stuff you know those like ones are like oh looking for a gaffer yeah. for this day like artist so like I would sign up for like all of them I'm in like 20 some I was in 20 something groups and I would like literally just like check my phone like every time someone would post something to just see if it was for a makeup artist and then those ones it's like first come first serve so you have to like respond like really quickly and like message the person and like send your portfolio send your email so I would just be like on it like applying for like everything and then once you do that, you get to like meet a bunch of people on set. And then once they see your like professionalism and ability and like all that, then you get referred, but you just always have to constantly like keep putting yourself out there, meeting a bunch of people, keep advertising yourself. Like, cause you're your own boss. Like you don't have like a social media, like marketing person, a financial person, like an accountant, you have to do like everything yourself. So just be able to be multifaceted, I guess. Okay. And when, like, once you get on set, you get the job, get on set, do you have like a specific routine or process that you go through or just depending on what production needs um it depends like what production needs but like pretty much the bare bones of it is always the same like you always you know that like saying on set like if you're on time you're late oh so, like, yeah so pretty especially for make course because we have like a little bit of set of times like usually like 10 to 15 minutes so like always show up like 15 minutes before your call time and just to like get ready set up if you're able to get in location earlier and then just like sanitizer station get everything laid out have everything like marked for the day if you have a call sheet like highlight what times the actors are coming like when you have to get things done by and then 
yeah, that's pretty much it. And then just depends on like what makeup and stuff they're looking for and if you have a team or not. So. Okay. And I mean, how, how has that changed for, for your work style versus like, if you just doing it by yourself or if you have a team, does it change a lot or it's really the same? Yeah. I feel like it changes a lot depending like if you're assisting another artist changes, if you're just the only person on set, it's different. And if you're like department heading, it's like very different. So like if I'm the only person on set, like, you know, you're just handling it and like doing however many talent and like get ready and like you have to look at monitor and do touch-ups and but if you're assisting someone like they're sorry it's my cat (laughs) yeah someone then they're gonna be like in charge of everything so they'll have more of the details and you pretty much just like find ways that you can help them and like whatever they need to do like just make their job easier like look at the monitor help them with touch-ups like do whatever they pretty much need requirement for but if you're department heading that's like a lot of pre-planning because if you're working if you have like two or six artists under you you have to like get all the disposable supplies for them send out an email like all the reference photos what you need like pre-plan everything and have it ready so like when they come all they need to do is like do the makeup and like you handle all the logistics and details and everything okay um i mean it sounds a lot (laughs) now to think about it um so the thing is that like because it almost sounds like that a lot of it really is based on kind of their requirements so if a lot of it is just kind of production requirements then how much of your creativity can you put into the work it depends because like yeah it varies so much per thing because some people are like like, oh like we kind of want something that's like like a lizard what do you think and then you can like totally just go Mm. for your color scheme what type of lizard which prosthetics like if you want cool nails or contacts, like you can just have free range of like, they'll give you like a basic idea of what they want and you can just go in whatever direction. So that's a lot of fun. It's like kind of, I haven't been on a production that's like been so, so specific that they're like, we want this in this exact detail. Cause like most production, they have an idea of what they want, but like they're not makeup artists. So they'll take like your word of what you think will look best with whatever makeup concept they want. Well, at least I've been able to luckily do a lot where you get to have some creativity in it. And like sometimes for beauty makeup, they'll like send you a reference photo and they're like, I want exactly this eye thing. And you're like, okay, cool. Like I'll do this exact eyeshadow, this exact look. So sometimes you get those too, which is fun. Okay. Okay. Well, do you also have to do kind of like matching with like the wardrobe too, right? Yeah. Co- costuming and wardrobe, we do like um, a lot of times because I do beauty makeup too. So I do beauty making, beauty makeup, special effects and body painting. So like a lot of that we do want to check with wardrobe too, to be like, oh what color outfit are they wearing will it match their eyeshadow or like for body paint especially be like what are they wearing that like what's going to show on their skin so you know what to paint and what you don't need to paint so it's always good to like talk to that department and see or like talk to the hair department and see too okay 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 i see so communication is really the key point here yeah oh also lighting which is really important Mm -hmm. because there's been times where like, they're like, oh, can you do this like bruise and this? And then all of a sudden you walk on set and they're in blue lighting and you know, you won't be able to see blue mm. or blue lighting. It'll just be like completely washed out. So it's like really important to talk to the DP to make sure what lighting scheme they want to see and like who's going to be gaffing it. And like, so I actually like, I got a Quasar for set so I can um, adjust the, my lighting based on whatever the set lighting is. Yeah. So I feel like that'll help more for it. Okay, I see, I see. So it's not so it's not just simply like going on set, doing the makeup and you sit around, you actually have to really be involved in all different departments. 
yeah not like all of them but like some of them that will affect the makeup like lighting wardrobe hair pretty much and like how they're gonna and I guess DP to like see if it's gonna be a close-up or a faraway shot just like you want to make sure you know the details because you like don't want to like leave out painting someone's ankles and all of a sudden they're like oh they're doing the wide shot they're gonna see everything instead of like you know right right okay okay and well let me let me ask you this has um has this whole current pandemic has that changed the way how you work on set now or largely the same yeah it's definitely it's, it's been a weird year for the pandemic it's, I feel like makeup has been affected a lot because we're the only people on set that have to see talent when they're not wearing a mask like we have to get like this close to them and like they're not wearing a mask and so we're like the most at risk um so it's definitely you know been a lot of safety precautions like all we've always been the most clean on set because you have to sanitize everything but now it's like especially like different materials like you can't use any like cloth materials because it's harder mm -hmm. to clean and like, we have to change certain things and like make everything like kind of clear so you see it but um you know COVID testing and a lot of people it depends per production like some productions like oh you just have to wear a mask and whatever other productions are like you have to wear the gown the shield the mask gloves like so it's definitely different but the basis is like we've always been clean but like it depends on production. I've heard on some shows that people are like, you only get 10 minutes per background actor and you're like timed on like how long you interact with them. So it like definitely makes it a little trickier for some situations. And like, we're not able to see as many talent as before. Cause you know, it's like riskier to like go through a bunch of background. Okay. Okay. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely complicates things. And, and I guess the other part of it is that, I mean, are you, you're not just affected in a way where you had to do more cleaning, but has it affected your line of work in terms of like, oh, there's just not as much need for makeup artists right now? Um, in the beginning, when the pandemic first hit and like we were like shut down, shut down for like three or four months, like that was different because like I'm not used to still for that long. I'm like always such a busy body, like, yeah. and I love being on set and like all my friends are there and so I get to see them and like. So, and also I can't hug people anymore, which I'm a big hugger, so it's harder to do. But um, yeah, in the beginning, it was definitely a big adjustment because, you know, there just wasn't, we weren't, we weren't legally like allowed to work. And then once things were open for production, like people were able to get film permits and like start filming again, like unlimited capacity. Like there was like jobs here and there, but it was definitely like a lot less in the summer. And then even in the beginning of the fall, because like, you know productions are trying to keep their crews super minimal and like there wasn't as many filming because like they weren't able to I know like SAG had something where they like it was really hard to get people yeah. um but then towards the like end of summer and the fall things actually started picking up like a lot because there's all these artists who like created all this music and like creative stuff during their lockdown time now they wanted to film it and so they're like oh we have all these things for like commercials and music videos and like all that so I feel like they try to like jam pack and film everything until like even like December was super busy and usually it's not because the holidays, but like this year it was like very, very busy. So I've been thankful. Oh, great, great. And so, I mean, so a lot of the artists, they're doing like creative stuff during lockdown, but I know I know that you've been doing some creative stuff during lockdown too, right? Have you? Oh, like doing a bunch of hobbies because like, I'm sure like other creatives, like we can't sit still. So we'll either, you know, people like start writing, writing music and like doing all these ideas. So like I started doing, I love doing like, um, epoxy resin work so I don't know if you know what that is. it's pretty much just like a clear liquid you can like make anything with it you can do like coasters jewelry like mm -hmm. tables um so I actually like built furniture I built like two of my tables I don't know if you can see it oh wow 
built this table. Oh, nice. Yeah, for, for those who's listening can't see. They can't. <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> showing, she's just showing us the table that she built, basically. And then I built this other table. I don't know if you can see it too. Oh, wow. Very cool. That's very Thanks. cool. Thanks. So yeah, I started building things, um, just creating. And I started like a little side job. It wasn't like more for, because a profit on it isn't like that much considered when you like have all the materials. But I started making these like custom coasters for people. And I started getting like a lot of orders, which is nice. And it was just more of something like fun to do to fill my time and still create and like make things with my hands. And so I started doing that. Oh, and I learned how to fire spin, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, fire spin. I, I, yeah, I remember about that too. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, yeah. for your custom made coasters and all that, like, did you what? Did you just like put them on on like, I guess what like Shopify or whatever to sell them, or what was 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 the deal with that? No, I didn't actually. I just literally put on my Instagram story because I made one. I think made one for like my parents or like something for like friend or family member I just like made it and I like posted me making it and so a bunch of people started messaging me like oh these are so cool could I order them and I was like oh like I didn't even think about really selling them and I was like yeah sure and then I was like you can do this just Venmo me and then like I'll ship it to you or like you can either pick it up and then I started getting like a bunch of orders and like 30 or so people started like trying to place orders which mm -hmm. was really great because it was a way to make like a little extra money during the time we're not working and then something like fun and creative to do because each coaster will be different but then it was funny because I kind of got bored of it after because I had to do like so many in a row oh. that it wasn't as fun anymore. And I was like, I think I'm just going to close my shop now because <laughs> it started oh. getting like pandemic and like I was able to work again. And I was like, I'll just close it. But during the time, it was a really fun way to like be creative. Okay. And would, would you say, would you say you're a person who, who, uh, because it almost sounds like, of course, I'm just assuming, I'm just based on just listening to your observation, but would you say you're the kind of person who gets bored pretty easily and move on to something like really quick? Yeah, kind of. It's funny because I'm not that way with like people or anything because I'll have the same friends for like forever. Really good about that. But I think that's why it fits my personality so well for this profession because like each day is different. We got to go to like a whole new location, different crews, different looks, like different things. So I think yeah, I wouldn't be able to do something where I'm in the same environment for like years because I would get so bored. Like I love to do it. Like I want to do more TV shows too, but I don't think I could be on a show for like 10 seasons where it's like 10 years of like the same thing. Like I feel like I would just get, I need like some other like change and like stimulation and stuff. Well, even TV shows is different. I mean, each, each episode or each season would still be different, right? I mean. That's true. I guess, yeah, I guess it depends on the show. So I shouldn't say that. If it was like a really, really cool show, like if it was like American Horror Story, like I would obviously stay on that for like years because yeah. like that's like each season is so different. The setting is different. The makeups are different. So like, yeah, okay, I take it back. Something like that. <laughs> but I was thinking like, I don't know, like Fresh Prince or something. Like that's an amazing show and it's so funny. And like, I'm sure it'd be fun to work on, but like I'm the type of person that like, I don't like to feel like, um, not plateaued, but like, stagnant so like if once I do one thing really well I'm like okay this is fun and I have to find like the next thing to like challenge myself and like get out of my comfort zone so like I guess I just don't like to stay in my comfort zone for very long because I want to like keep growing and evolving and changing okay no that's good that you mentioned that too because I was about to ask is like why you know you know stepping out of the comfort zone I mean because I know a lot of people they don't have that same mindset you know a lot of people are still within the playing it safe being comfortable right and so for you, in your opinion, why do you feel that is so important to not just 
I mean, maybe not always step out of comfort zone, but once in a while you should. Yeah, I think it's really important to like, you know, push yourself and try new things. Cause like you never know what you're capable of unless you try it. So like um, last year, not last year, it's feel weird. Not 2019, I guess it feels weird the timing, but it's already been here. Yeah. Um, but like 2019, I would do this thing like every month I would write down like something new that I did that would like be out of my comfort zone. Cause like, I feel like it's so easy and like, life and just like in general people like get into their routine of things even if you don't have like a routine job like people just get like into this comfort of like doing this and that and they never like think of just trying something new because they're like oh I've never done that before like I don't think I can do it but I'm like why do you not think you can do it just because you've never tried it like so you might not know that like you like love surfing because you've never tried it and you never like pushed yourself to like learn it and do something new that might be scary to you so like I use that example because that's one of the things I did because like I can swim but I don't really like enjoy going in the water and like enjoy like swimming and stuff and then I was like oh I should try surfing because like it seems scary and I don't really like swimming in the ocean so like I'm just gonna do it and I did it and I had like a blast and I was like oh this wasn't that hard like I was pretty good at it like I would do it again so that's like I don't know just like little things like once in a while to I feel like it helps for growth because it's easy to be really complacent you just get stuck and you just like feel like you plateaued and there's no like I don't know. It's no growth. Life's too short to like, just always do the same thing. Mm, okay. And when you say you're writing these down, is it kind of like another form of like journaling or something like that? Is that kind of what you're doing too? Or mm-hmm. I actually do journal a lot, but oh, okay. in 2019, I just think, I think I wrote it on my phone, like in a notepad. So I'd be like, January, I did this in this February, I did this in this. So. Okay. So, but you, so you just write down the activities that you do, or you actually go on like full on journaling like oh these are my thoughts and you know not not like really dear diary or whatever but just like oh you know this thing happened and then I have these thoughts well in 2019 for that section I didn't really go in depth I would just write down like all the new things that I've done and like what was different but 2019 was actually the first year that I got this thing called like a passion planner which is like a calendar but it's like way more because you really get to like journal and write down like your goals for like the month the year five years like what's something that you really want to work on every day like you really like put all your like you reflect on a lot i'll show you what i have now so now i have passion like, okay. sorry for people who don't have video yeah <laughs> but people like don't... planner oh so nice like, that one is like really cool because they get to you really like write down literally like your journey what you want like have like this whole plot of like different things for like your life goals with personal growth spiritual health family money relationships career like so you have like a lot so now I started journaling a lot yeah for those listening her journal is filled with words (laughs) (laughs) it's it's filled and kind of interested in and knowing a little bit about actually now since we're mentioning about your journaling experiences um my guess is that you actually write down, write something down like in every section, right? Or do you skip some sections? No, I try and fill out each section. This one is like a pretty in-depth. So it like took me a while. I can't like do it all in a day. So I'll like break it up to like, I'll do something today and something tomorrow. But daily I do reflect on like what I've done for the day. What are three things I'm grateful for? And like, what are my goals for like the next day and stuff? So. Okay. Okay. And what, what kind of, I guess, observations or insights have you gained from doing all this journaling um I feel like it'll honestly like change my life so much because like ever since 2019 when I started um, journaling and writing my calendar and stuff like 
of all my goals and like writing it on paper like I feel like I just like attracted so much more abundance and was able to like clearly see like my progress and how far I've gone since like the last time I journaled and like I was able to find just that more opportunities and get more like in tune and like focused on things that I want. Okay. And do you actually go back to read some of these entries or, or you just write it and leave it? Yeah. The end of um, each month. So they do like a summary thing. So you like go back and look at like the stuff you wrote in the beginning to be like, what was your goals for this month? Like, what was your, I don't know, just anything that you wanted to do for the month. And like, did you achieve it? And if you didn't, why, like, how did you spend your time? Like, what did you focus on? Like, was it a good month overall? And you like reflect each month, which is nice. And I, I guess to kind of follow up on that, I'm sure some people may want to know about like your spiritual growth part, mm-hmm. if you have written anything there. So uh, how's your spiritual journey been going? Yeah, it's been good. I am like a very spiritual person. Like I was raised um, Catholic and stuff, but then I am like religious too, but not like religious in the sense, like I don't really like go to church and like go on that side of it. That's like a whole different story, but like I'm more, I would label myself like more spiritual and stuff to like whatever people believe in whether they say it's like god the universe Allah, like whatever in the past like two years i feel like i've grown like a lot to like just um being like really really positive and, like only speaking like because i feel like your words carry a lot of meaning so like if you're always speaking negatively being like oh like i'm so broke i'm so do this i don't have time for this like if you're saying like really negative things you're already limiting yourself like mm. if you always think you're broke then you're going to be broke if you always think you can't do something then you can't do it like mm-hmm. but if is word it differently just being like oh like I've never done that before so I haven't tried but like maybe I can't like if you're like oh I've never like rollerbladed before you you don't want to say like I can't rollerblade you'd be like oh I've never tried before but maybe I can learn like something like just flipping that script like makes a huge difference and like spiritually like setting the tone for like your whole life pretty much okay so in in kind of I guess in your perspective it's like uh, in a way in some sense kind of give yourself a chance and opportunity regardless of what happens outside right because you know mm-hmm. let's say when you were saying something like oh you know oh, I, I'm broke I can't get a job mm-hmm. but but maybe the the right positive approach would be like just you know just do your best try and do do what you can if the person doesn't hire you for a job then you just move on and find something else right yeah pretty much and I always feel like the more like um what's the word for it non no I can't think of the word for it oh non-resistant maybe yeah the more like non-resistant to things like if something happens where like you get a parking ticket or something happens or whatever like you won't take it as like harshly you'll just be like okay like like little things won't get to you as much once you're very like spiritually like just calm because I feel like when you know like a lot of things like everything happens for a reason so like if you didn't get like one opportunity you're not like gonna be like so like harsh about it and be like oh like you're not gonna be really hard on yourself really like down or depressed you're gonna be like okay like this opportunity didn't happen because I'm supposed to find something even better like this pet door closed because like if it didn't I wouldn't have found this one which was like more suited for me so I feel like once you like realize like everything is happening for your highest good like you're able to like be a lot more like at peace with everything and like trusting and like what your life path is so well, okay. No, no, no. That's 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 a good good way to look at it. And I I guess I think maybe a lot of people might think differently because maybe I guess a lot of people they think I guess the more negative side where let's say they don't get an opportunity, mm-hmm. they they might 
maybe be really hard on themselves. Like, oh, you know, I must really suck at this. That's why, you know, I didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. So I guess probably that's not the right way to think about things is probably should just flip it, right? Like what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it takes a lot of work because like it's so ingrained in people to like always think that way. And like they don't even realize sometimes how negative those thoughts, like how that affects like everything in your life. Like just like we even one little thing of like, I don't know how we speak about ourselves is like so important that like it really perceived it like carries into how other people perceive us too if you're always like oh like I don't like I don't know something like I don't like how this finger is shaped like so you just always keep saying it and saying it like people don't really notice it but then all of a sudden they'll start noticing it because you think so negatively about it and it's like some such small cosmetic thing that like no one even thinks about but because you're projecting that negativity people start seeing that negativity too like Ah, okay. I see. I see. Okay. So then for you on, on, for you personally, like what, what, what kind, what kind of, um, I guess, words or affirmations that you, you, you have for yourself, like, let's say when, whenever you wake up in the morning. Um, oh, I started doing this recently too, which is good. Cause I'm not usually like a morning person as I'm sure you've told me each time. <laughs> I'm yeah. But, um, so I started usually, I did three things of gratitude at each night. I would write down like three things that I was grateful for during the day. But I recently started doing morning affirmations where like I'd wake up and there's like a bunch on YouTube actually. Cause like sometimes it's easier just to like listen to it. It could be like 10 minutes, five minutes, 50 minutes. And I'll just like have these affirmations I repeat. They're like, I am, I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I'm like abundant. I'm smart. I'm like, it's just like, I am stuff. It's like, I attract everything that like I deserve. I like, it's just stuff that's like very positive and it like makes you like start your day on the right foot, I guess. Mm, okay. And then you do that like pretty much every day to kind of train your brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's uh, that, that sounds like a, that sounds like, like a really huge project or a lot of work. <laughs> Definitely does. It's actually not. Cause like, I don't really like, I know it's probably not good too. Like I don't really like meditate and sit down and do it. It's like when I'm getting ready in the morning. So I'll just like play it on YouTube and it'll be like mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And so like when I'm getting ready, I'll like say it back in my head. Like I won't really say it out loud, but you can do either one. So like I'll listen to it and they're like, oh, I am like happy. I am abundant. And you just like hear it and you like replay it in your head while you're like cooking or doing whatever. Like it doesn't, it's not that hard. You just like play it in the morning when you're doing something and you don't realize like it goes by fast. Okay. And when you do do that, what, I mean, I'm sure there are changes. And if there are like, what kind of changes have you noticed when you doing that you know consistently um I feel like you just feel like overall more positive and like grateful I feel like you just have a lot of gratitude because like if something happens you're like I'm relaying this to like something like if something happens with like your house or something like a pipe burst or like something happens and you get like really mad and you're like oh it's like why is this happening like oh I'm so mad like all of all days like this happened to me and you like get a really like mentality that's negative but then in other words you're like oh this like this really sucked, but at least no one was hurt. At least like this wasn't destroyed. At least like this didn't happen. Like I'm really lucky that it wasn't worse. Like, so like a bad situation, you're still grateful for like everything that didn't happen in it and like all that. So like, you just think of it different once you like start having affirmations because you just think more positive and like with more gratitude. So like certain situations that like might be bad or something, like you just see the positive around it too. Like you realize that it's bad too, but you aren't as like as deeply affected. Okay. Okay. So it's really just more about changing the narrative in your, in your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, but I'm, you know, after doing all the affirmations, doing all these different routine teens, I'm sure that 
you've somehow you probably treat different you know you treat people differently in a way right or or no mm -hmm. i've always even before the affirmations i'd always try and be like empathetic towards people and stuff and kind but like i feel like the affirmations help too because you feel like more connected that like you know everyone's going through their own things so like not to take something personally and like if someone like you know goes off or has a hot temper about something like instead of being defensive and like reacting to them with anger too and being like arguing with them back you might just be like hey that person might be going through like they've been going through a lot like you don't know what triggers people and like what leads up to it so like or like they're dealing with the health issues so like you never want to like be super reactive and like make someone stay harder like not saying that you should like sit down and take someone like yelling at you but like you should um just try and like try and be empathetic to what people might be going through and like don't be as reactive or like I don't know just try and leave people nicer than when you met them like always try and like leave someone with more positivity than you found them so like in an interaction there be like with the male lady or man or like anyone that you just have a conversation with like try and make it a little more positive like brighten someone's day rather than like make it negative okay okay and then that that kind of add to carry towards like your work and just daily lives in general too I will assume mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Because yeah, on set we deal with like so many people, which is nice because I love like just talking and being around people. So like, yeah, each time I just like leave people with a little more positivity. Hmm. Great. Uh. Yeah. No, I love that. I I, I love your process and and your routine because I think that's very important. Um, and I guess the one part of it is because I did want to backtrack and ask you a little bit about the journaling part because I I, I did used to journal a little bit. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still do sometimes every now and then. But um, so I know what you mean about having the whole planner journal with different sections at the right. But I don't know if this is the same for you. Um, but for me, after a while, I for whatever reason, like I kind of find find it like a little bit not as effective. You know, as I keep doing it, I'm, I kind of read back some entries and I realize like it's a lot of the same stuff that I'm writing. I'm kind of repeating, but maybe just rephrase it differently so I, I don't know if that's happening for you too mm, I feel like maybe not I'm trying to think I don't know if mine's been like repetitive because mine it's like a different format it's like stuff that's happened during the month that I reflect on so it's like different but I do sometimes I feel like it's people not get lazy but you don't feel as like motivated to keep writing in it certain times because like sometimes it's a lot like you like look at it and you're like oh this is a lot of journaling like a lot of entering and like you just want to put it off like I felt that way sometimes but I haven't felt the repetitive process yet too much but I can see how that can happen too because it's like the same goals you have you just keep writing down you're like okay what's different but maybe to combat that just like I don't know try and think of like something new you want to do each week or each month or like little goals that you can like check off that feels like you've accomplished something that's different it's not just like writing down the same thing over and over again I guess for okay. like long term Okay, I see. And then so that means for you, like every month is you have like different goals, basically. Yeah. Okay. And let me ask you, let's say for for next month, let me, I mean, of course, next month is really around the corner for you next month. Like what are your, what are some of your goals for next month? For next month, it could be something like small too. So like, I like to write down like tasks that are like easily accomplished. Like last month, I wanted to um switch. I had like my special effects kit, which is big. And I wanted to like switch it into a smaller day player kit which takes like a lot of time and like compressing so like that was one of my things that I marked off and like this month I want to like redo my entire like uh, makeup storage kit and like revamp it so like a lot of things is like revamping my kit doing this or like 
there's this courses called Stan Winston. So it's just like different educational courses for like makeup. And there's so many different things. And so I was like, okay, I want to watch like three videos a month and like just always keep learning. Or I'm like, oh, I want to exercise three times a week. Or I want to go on like new adventures and new hikes and see waterfalls. Like, so it'll be like just different. Or like, I want to call family and friends more or I don't know, just like things like that. So for March, I'll probably do revamping my um, storage unit or storage space and probably exercising consistently. And then know what else I don't know what else is on there for the month oh probably like trying to book um like bigger and better gigs or like always trying to do like I don't know just like little things like that okay so so a lot of times a lot of it is actually like what you said maybe maybe it's not even had to be any like huge crazy goals it could be just something even small for either self-improvement or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah so it could be small you could break it down like if you want to have those huge goals to like in the beginning of the journal, they have ones too. like, what do you want to do in one year, the five years? So mine will be like, you know, joining the union to the 706. So I'll be like, that's like one of my big goals, but like each month you have to have like smaller goals that like lead up to it. Like, you know, advanced education, advanced, like all this stuff. So like, I feel like putting those compartmentalizing it will lead up to your bigger goal of like what you're ready for, I guess. Okay. And for, for you, like, do you, I'm guessing you you set yourself like realistic goals, right? You're not gonna be like, oh, in five years I'm gonna, you know, be all the way up top because then then it'll become become like pretty hard to achieve, right? Even if you do stuff during the months. No, sometimes it's funny. I actually don't set realistic goal because I hate the term oh. like realistic because like I feel like it um, limits people. So sometimes you're, if you write down in like ten years, like I want to be a millionaire, and people are like, that's crazy, that's unrealistic, and I'm like. No, it's not. And so like, mm. it's might like crazy and out of reach and like whatever, but like, if you aim really high, then you might get it or you might get close to it at least. So like, if you want to like aim for level 10, but you're already at a level one, you might end up at a level five or six and you're like, oh, that was a lot higher than I thought that I could ever be. So like, I like to set like really, really high goals. And then if I'm like, oh, I want to win an Oscar and people are like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, no, it's not. It happened. So like, oh, so I, okay. I-, I see what you mean. Like, okay. Um, so it's almost like the idea where, uh, well, because the only reason why I say about the realistic things, because maybe, because maybe there are a lot of people that let's say they set real, like really high goals, but once they fall flat and they fail, they become like really like discouraged or, or whatever. Right. You know, so. It's that's very like unique to each person. Cause I can see why that could be like very negative for people and they'll be discouraged and they don't want to do it anymore. So like. I say like do it at your own discretion of like what you feel comfortable with. Some people like to write like more attainable goals or like reachable ones that they're like able to really check off and feel like they're making progress and be like, okay, I did this and this. But like some people like to set like their greatest heart's desire and then work up to that and like keep like getting closer and closer. So I think it just depends on like what you prefer and stuff. Cause I feel like for my well my thing that I always say is that like because I think it was like before when I was like trying to do all these like really grand things and be like I'm just gonna quit my job move to somewhere I've never done and like been this industry I've never been in people are like people back east most of them were supportive but like there would be like one or two who were like that's not realistic why don't you just do like graphic design that's kind of more easier that's like a bigger it's an easier market and then I'd be like no that's not what I do and they're like but it's realistic and I'm like your reality is not my reality like what you think is realistic isn't realistic for me like there is no like realism it's just like um a limit that other people can put on you but 
no one can put a limit on you but yourself like you know what you're capable of like you know what you're able to do and accomplish and once you like let go of like that constraint of like you can't achieve and do something like I've had so many instances where that happened like something like crazy that I never thought would happen or like people told me wouldn't it just like would so like one of them was like you know being like Emmy nominated or something like on um the show that we were on like a year or two ago we were like up for consideration to be nominated for the Emmy but it was like something like that I never thought I would be able to get to that level like that quickly and stuff but it like happened and it's because like you keep putting out there and you don't limit yourself that you're able to like keep soaring higher and higher to different levels so even for like the car that I got recently like I was trying to, it was really okay so it's like a whole tangent but um <laughs> that's okay my car <laughs> it relates back to it my car was like having so many problems and ended up like breaking down like right before I was get on the highway which is like super dangerous and I thought I was gonna like get an accident and like the engine shut off and like everything and like most people would have been like oh like this fucking sucks like I was blah, blah, my car broke down I don't have anything to drive like whatever it's like problems they'd be mad but to me I was really thankful and I was like oh thank god it broke down before I got on the highway I was really safe like I didn't get an accident like that was you know god or the universe like looking out for me telling me like hey it's time to get a new car we're gonna show you that but we're not gonna get you hurt mm-hmm. so like but then the car that I wanted like this hybrid car and then I wanted like a new one that's a hybrid blah blah, blah. and people are like oh you're not gonna find that in your price range like you're not gonna be able to do it that one doesn't exist and they keep telling me like it's not realistic or you're never going to be able to get what you want and I was like no I will because I was so confident that like mm. I'll just be able. and I managed to find this like crazy deal through like Costco that was like six grand less than like anything so I was able to get exactly what I wanted because I wasn't limiting myself to what other people were telling me was realistic so something similar to that like you never know what you're able to achieve until you like take off the limits for other people put on you Okay. So would, would you say, well, not would you say, but because, um, because you know, you said you're from Maryland from East coast and then you're, I mean, I don't know if it's like a small town that you're from or, or, or a big city, mm-hmm. but, but there, there's so, so much of it is really a lot of times like the people you're surrounded by. Right. Because I think what's very common about being from like small towns or whatever is that they, they're, do tend to be a lot of people who you could say they're toxic in, in many ways and also very, uh, I guess, living like the more comfortable lifestyle. So then they feel like, okay, that's kind of the small town life. So that's why they're telling you like, hey, these are not realistic. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I'm right about that or not. No, true. Like my, where I'm from isn't like really a small town because they're close to DC and stuff. And like we're in the suburbs, but it's like a very big metropolitan suburb. Okay. So like I'm very able to grow up there because like I was exposed to so much and like there's all types of people, cuisines, like everything. But um it still is kind of like, you know, that hometown feel. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people from there don't really move out of there. They don't venture that far or like they'll follow in the footsteps of like, you know, what everyone else is doing or what they think they have to do, even if they're not happy. So like they'll be at a job that they're like miserable at, but they're like, oh, I have to do this because like everyone's miserable and I'll just have fun on the weekends or I'll have fun on vacation but like majority of their life they're not having fun and like not enjoying it or not feeling rewarded but they just accept that as like that's what life is and that's what they have to do and so I feel like a lot of them since they're in that mentality and that's what they think is normal that they'll try and project that onto other people that like try and go for something different they're like oh like you can't do that like that's breaking the mold or like that's never gonna work you have to be at something stable that you hate and you're like what why (laughs) so 
yes my friends back home but a lot of them are more in, like a lot of people in that area are from like a more like I don't know traditional lifestyle even if it's not happy wow that's yeah that, no that sounds terrible no I know what you mean I know exactly what you mean um <laughs> and then it sounds it also sounds like you are definitely not the popular girl because you're like oh why do I need to do all this <laughs> No, no, I love them. I'm not, I'm not talking shit about any of them. I love them and like whatever. Like, <clears throat> if you enjoy that, like more power to you. But I just know a lot of people aren't happy doing that. So, right, right, right. And of course, that's why you you kind of decide like, hey, you know what? These are these are the people that I'm gonna break away from, and I'm gonna just do my own thing, move to LA. You know, that's kind of what's your decision at the time. Yeah, and like people, I always have respect for people who like. Sorry, I hope someone drop. <clears throat> Or people who like go what they want to do, even like if they, you know, don't succeed at it or they realize they don't like it or it's not for them, like at least they tried. So if someone's like, I want to start my own startup, like IT firm or like my own, I want to develop my own app or whatever. And it's risky and like maybe you like it, maybe it doesn't, maybe like something, whatever, if it works out or not, at least when you're like 80 or 90, you won't be like regretting not trying. You won't be like wondering, oh, what if I did this? My life would have been different. Like you'll know what happened because you tried it and like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So sounds like for you, the main theme for you is more like you you just don't want to be regretting at the end mm-hmm. of your life and being like, oh, you know, I could have done this, but I didn't. Yeah. And I feel like so many people will do that. They'll like, play it safe which is fine you know I'm not pressuring anyone to like do people things that they don't want to or make them uncomfortable but like yeah I just feel like so many people like regret like not going on that solo not doing this taking this investment not like I don't know there's just people who like get really scared of like the unknown or like just taking a risk and like not having the safety net that like it'll stop them from like pursuing things they really really love and care about and are passionate about when you think about it like a lot of people are safer like I've met people who are like from like different countries who go to film school and have like literally no family no friends like don't speak the language they like take really big risks and just because they love it but like a lot of people here like maybe they move like a state or two away they still have family and friends who can help them if something goes bad they'll still be able to like get a job somewhere else if something goes bad like you're able to bounce back like a lot more than people think because it seems scary at the time but Mm. okay no that's a good that's a that's a good uh that's a good thought, actually. Yeah, because I, I, I did think about that myself, too, where like, oh, you know, because there are so many, I guess, like we said, like jobs or whatever, you can always kind of come back to it later if you need to, like, you know, do something else, right? Mm-hmm. That's actually an interesting thought. I, I agree with that, actually. And okay, so the last question, you know, before we wrap it up, because mm-hmm. we, we are getting close on time now. Oh, sorry, I can talk forever. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, no, it's not. No, nothing to do with you. I mean, that's the <laughs> that's the whole point about this is you know is for us to share. Um, I guess the last question would be at least right now, um, currently in your life right now. Do you do you have do you feel like you have any regrets right now? Like I'm sure people always regret something, but like not any off the top of my head, which I think is a good thing. <laughs> so like, um, I'm trying to think. At first, like when I first started doing makeup and I was like, oh, I regret like not doing this sooner and like not just whatever, like knowing it sooner, or, like trying sooner. But then I was thinking, I'm like, no, like everything happens for a reason. So like um, if I wasn't maybe able to see like a whole other perspective of like going to college, doing something different, meeting a bunch of people, like living, 
doing a nine to five and like living all this other stuff like I wouldn't appreciate it as much as I did if I started it later and like I appreciate it more now that like I've had another perspective so I don't think I have any like major life regrets so that's good oh that's good no that's great that means you're 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 I guess in and the words that people say is that you're living the life right supposedly hope so I'm trying to okay cool um yeah and so that, that's a good way to end it to tell listeners you know just not to have any regrets and go uh, live live that life right and do what you want to do what you're passionate about that's really the main thing to take away from here um before we end it and also actually another thing i forgot to mention um i think it was like what last week it was like shana's birthday so i'm just gonna say happy birthday oh, yeah. oh thank you <laughs> Any information, anything that you guys want to know, I'll post on the description for you to do some research or, or anything that we mentioned today. And I'll probably even recommend some, I guess, some planners that, you know, not the specific one that Shana uses, but uh, yeah, just some planners or journals that people can write and just, you know, just for to get into that habit. But um, and yeah, and please continue to listen to any upcoming episodes we're always talking about these kind of stuff which is always very interesting um and so we're we're gonna be back again pretty soon probably most likely next week every week pretty much so thank you for listening and uh and yeah see you all